You are listening to the iPhone Photo Show, where we talk all things photography on the iPhone. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Mylio Photos, and I will talk to the, talk about Mylio a little bit more at the break. I'm your host, Jefferson Graham, with a very special guest today. Scott Kelby is with us. He is the noted Photoshop expert. He's a master photographer. He's an amazing author who has written, I'm not even going to guess how many books, but I know it's in the hundreds, and he will he will correct me if I'm wrong. There's He's got an upcoming travel photography uh, conference coming up that we're going to talk about, but First, I want to say hi to Scott and just thank you for being here. Oh, of course, Jeff. Thank you for having me on. It's always fun. Thank you. How many books? How many? What's the number? Oh, it's it's just only like 106. It's That's not it. it's not That's hundreds. It. Yeah, yeah, it's a, just just peaking over a hundred here recently. Okay. And one of the most recent books is called The iPhone Photography Book, which is really good. I really enjoyed that thank one. You. What's the next one? What's the next one that's going to come out? I am actually working on, uh, you know, uh, a Photoshop book. <laughs> okay. So I'm working. I have this one big, thick Photoshop book that's like 500 pages. It's like learn Photoshop from the ground up, and uh, I haven't updated it in a few years. So it was it was overdue, especially with all the new stuff in Photoshop and in Camera Raw. So that's why I'm deep in the middle of that right now. Yeah. All right. But let's start off with the reason I called Scott and the reason I asked him to be on the show today is he did a blog post this week. This is an iPhone photo. Can you believe it? He was recently in Italy, in Tuscany, where he has he came out with the most amazing photos. Many of us had our jaws to the, to the ground because we just couldn't believe how great they were. And one of them was an iPhone photo. Tell everybody about this photo. Yeah, you know what it was? It's one of those things where, you know, I'm, I'm shooting with my mirrorless. So I've got my Canon mirrorless and I'm taking all these shots. And I thought, I wonder how my iPhone would do here. I took out my iPhone and I'm just looking at it like, how can this be? Like I've carried all this gear, right? So I've got my tripod out there and I've got a ball head and I've got my 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 Canon R6 and I've got this lens and I've got all this whole contraption out there. I take out my phone and take a picture and I'm like, son of a gun, this looks fantastic. I was just, I'm now you got to realize, uh, Jeff, I don't have the latest iPhone. I'm back on the iPhone 12. So uh, I do have an order in, but I, I had to wait until a particular day in October to be eligible to upgrade my. That's what kind of of a bad telephone plan I have, Jeff. That I have to wait okay, until so, October. And, and, and you never got the thirteen. I never got the thirteen. I skipped over. My wife got the thirteen. Uh, I skipped over the thirteen, but uh, I do want the fourteen. I do want that that ability to be able to crop in like crazy and some of the low light stuff. So that that I did order it, but I haven't gotten it yet. So I was there with my twelve, and I, I, I'm just stunned at at the images that you can create with a phone. And you know what the thing about it is that's so nuts about this, Jeff. I'm standing out there in the middle of a field in the middle of nowhere, Tuscany, right, and uh, if I wanted to, I could have put that image on Instagram. I could have edited it right there on the spot, sharpened it, cleaned it up, put it on Instagram. Do you know how long it would be for me to take the image I just took with that heavy DSLR mirrorless? I have to go back to my room. I have to pop out the card. I got to get a memory card reader. I got to import all the photos. I got to store them. And then what's crazy about the whole thing is once I'm all done with editing on my computer, I have to transfer it back to my phone to get it on Instagram. <laughs> Well, so uh, I'm I'm stunned. I'm just stunned at how great it came out, and and I had hundreds of comments, like 240 comments, and everybody sharing their own iPhone photos on my on my Facebook post for it. 
And son of a gun, people are shooting lights out with their phones. I mean, lights out, really good stuff. Tell everybody about the photo. So the the photo itself is taken in uh, in Tuscany, and it is a very famous area. It's called Belvedere, uh, and it is just literally outside the uh, the town of San Quirco di Orca, uh, which is a very very small twenty three hundred person little village in Tuscany. And that particular area is just everywhere you go are the classic Tuscany shots. Uh, I've been to Tuscany back in 2009. I was not in that area and I came home with none of the classic shots. So a buddy of mine told me where to stay. He goes, go to San Quirico and stay at this one hotel, which was the Casanova Wellness Center and Spa, which is the most perfectly located hotel in all of Tuscany. It is literally, you walk out the pool, out to the pool area, Jeff, and you look out there, and that's Belvedere. It's you're right in the spot. And the little church from uh, that was featured in the movie Gladiator uh, is right there. I mean, everything's a four minute to six minute walk. It, it's just crazy. It's And we were very lucky to have phenomenal weather, great clouds. And all I had to do was literally aim my phone at it. <laughs> I didn't do anything special. There was nothing magical. It was just so, you know, when you stand in something beautiful, you know, it's uh, Joe McNally has a great quote that an editor told him a long time ago. And he said, if you want to make more interesting pictures, stand in front of more interesting things. <laughs> and, and Jeff, you could have taught literally a, 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 a monkey to come up and press the button for you. <laughs> you could not take a bad shot there. It was just so beautiful. Um, I was leading a, a, a travel photography workshop and one of the women shooting beside me said, you know, I know I'm going to get a great picture of this, you know, but she goes, but how do you explain to someone what it's like to actually be here and see this with your own eyes? It was really, we were very, very lucky. Beautiful weather, beautiful skies, beautiful, beautiful food. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> so, awesome. Okay, so you took this picture on the native camera app. You didn't use a special yep. app. Yeah. Nope. Okay. Nope. Okay. Just and, and what time? Seven, 7 p.m., 6 p.m.? It looked like uh, it was this darker. was at dawn. These, are, these were at dawn. So, yeah, these were at, uh, we. you know, dawn was technically 7.20, which is a wonderful time for dawn because my last workshop in Prague, we were leaving the hotel at 4.45 a.m. So, but you had to wait actually until the sun clears the, the mountain. That's where the light rakes across everything. And, and normally you don't do that. Normally once the sun comes up, the shoot's over. But in Tuscany, because of the rolling hills and the way it is, you actually wait until the sun comes up. And that's where you wind up getting those great shots with low-lying fog down in the valley. And so it was about uh, probably 745 by the time I took that shot. Okay. And I think rule number one of travel photography is be there at the right time, right? Yes. The beautiful light happens twice a day. It happens at, at around dawn and it happens around sunset. And in the afternoon, you do anything else. I like to edit my photos. I like to sleep. I like to shop, do some light shoplifting, anything during the day except for shooting. Okay. So on this photo, I believe you did do a little work on in Lightroom Mobile. Yeah. So Lightroom uh, is on your phone. It's also on your tablet. Uh, I prefer to do it on my tablet just because the image is bigger and I can really see and you know, see it better. But uh, it works exactly the same on your phone as it does on your tablet. And it, honestly, I hate to say it. I'd like to say I really pulled some cool wizardry and stuff in Lightroom. But the photo was so good just coming out of the camera. You know, I added some contrast, which I always do. I added some sharpening. Uh, I adjusted the white bounce, you know, to make it more 
pleasing. Uh, and um, that's pretty much it. I wish I could brag about, well, I did this really cool stuff, but unfortunately it was uh, <laughs> all the cool stuff was done in the camera when I took the shot. In fact, I, I don't think I even shot it in raw. I think it was shot in JPEG. So it wasn't even the fancy mode or anything. It's just, that's how good when you're in the right conditions uh, that you, it's hard to beat an iPhone. My goodness. Yeah. Let, let's segue to the travel conference. So uh, next week is the travel photography conference, Kelby1.com. And you're, this is the second, I think, that you've done? Yeah, we did one two years ago. Uh, we do a conference every two months on different topics. Uh, and this travel photography was one of our most popular and it, uh, it's uh, two days, and basically it's a bunch of different instructors, all travel photographers, all people who live, live, eat, and breathe this stuff. And we're, we're, we're basically just teaching people how to get great travel photos, all different techniques, all the post-processing stuff, uh, all the shooting stuff, all the tips. I'm, I'm doing a class called my Top 20 Travel Photography Tips. And I'll just give you a preview. One of the tips is know when to use your phone because there's things that your phone is better at uh like making panos like that's a classic example of something where your phone does it so much better than your camera does and you wind up with a very high megapixel picture because it's taking so much such a large image so you know it's it's uh there's just times where it, it does better. And there's also times where you can do things like, you know, slow motion stuff and shoot video so easily. We're shooting video on your DSLR or mirrorless is a little jumping through hoops, but it's not with your phone. So that's one of my tips is there's certain times where your phone is better for the job that you're standing in front of and use it. I've actually found that I do better sunsets with the phone than I do on my camera. The sunset that you're looking at, the the, uh, the podcast audience is not looking at, but Scott's looking at, is an iPhone photo that's directly behind me of a beautiful sunset in Manhattan Beach because of the multiple exposures. Because they're taking uh, what uh, it, on the old phone it was eight multiple exposures. The new one is fifteen. Fifteen wow. multiple exposures. Yeah. yeah, it does. It does an incredible job. It really does. And it's particularly good at things like you said, like sunrise and sunset. It does a really amazing job. Uh, while I was in Tuscany, I actually recorded two training classes for, for Kelby One Online, which is my, my company that does online training. And, and I did one on the shooting. So one where we're out there doing travel photography strictly with the phone. So there was never a DSLR or any of those images at all. And the second part, two of it, is how to edit those images all on your phone or tablet. All right. So I know somebody who's going to be talking twice, giving two different classes at the conference. That would be me. That is you. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes. So I'm doing the art of the photo walk, which is really interesting because in my research for talking to people about this, you would think it'd be really easy to just do a search for a photo walk wherever you live and find one, but it's not, it's no. not, no, it's hard. No. It's hard. And I'm going to recommend that you do it yourself and set it up and it's pretty easy to do and all the different steps on how to set them up and how much to charge or not to charge and how to lead and what to do once you start so we've got a lot to talk about and i'm also talking about taking my favorite phone with me on vacation and not bringing a camera and what yeah you're gonna, yeah what you're gonna lose or not lose 
And, and, you know, Jeff, you've done a number of classes for us, not just for our conferences, but also for just our, our library of, uh, of training. And your classes go over so great. You do such a great job. People love you and they and you pick such great topics. So uh, I'll be watching both your classes. <laughs> you can always learn new stuff, always. And, and you're such an engaging uh, instructor. So it, we're honored to have you once again at the conference. So thank you very much for that. Uh, sign up for the travel conference at Kelby One Live dot com and you've got two days and a few hours of nonstop instruction with many instructors including myself scott kelby uh rick salmon and um serge uh what's serge's last serge ramelli yes and terry white oh serge is so good yeah. yeah um let me briefly talk about our sponsor it's my leo photos i don't know if you've checked them out before scott but it's basically connected lightroom it is a way to get all of your content on all your devices uh without having to worry about maxing out on your room uh, on your yeah. storage which i know them well which they're as, great which as you know adult, um apple and google will always tell you you're out of room but with bylio photos you're not out of room uh, as long as you have a good hard drive running the show so free 30-day trial myliophotos.com check them out now back to the show and let's preview scott's upcoming how to shoot travel photography with an iphone class that's coming soon yeah so uh we're uh we're on the streets of a bunch of different towns. We didn't do so much landscapey stuff, though we did some, of course. But we went into cities and towns, and uh, we went into uh, uh, Montepulciano, which is a wonderful little city on a hill, which I I highly recommend don't going to uh, if you don't like climbing. I've learned this about city on the hills like Siena and Montepulciano. They make you park on the bottom. And you walk and walk and walk and walk. And it's really just a lot of fun. So uh, <laughs> all the good stuff's at the top, Jeff. They always put the good stuff up there. But anyway. But, but, uh, but Scott, you didn't bring a lots yeah. of gear. You only brought an iPhone. I know. And that's what's so uh, awesome. Uh, it is very freeing. And, you know, uh, I, I took a trip. I did a photo walk in uh, Edinburgh, Scotland this summer, and a buddy of mine went with me. There was a bunch of buddies, for six, seven or eight of us, and he he took his DSLR, but he wound up shooting his phone the whole time. And uh, I do talk about some accessories that that can help you. Uh, one of them is this Pocket Tripod Pro. Have you heard about this thing? Tell me. It 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 fits in your wallet. It literally it's the size of a credit card. And Jeff, this is the most cleverly designed little thing. You take it out of your wallet and it just looks like a little, it looks like a jigsaw puzzle almost, but it's very, very sturdy. You twist it and then you do one little click and it becomes a tripod. And not only does it become a tripod for your phone that you can sit on top of a desk or a table or shoot food or whatever you want, but you can also, it has a tilting thing and it lets you tilt it. So you can tilt it wherever you want. So you can use it for selfies or you can use it for sunset. It's amazing. And it fits in your wallet. Uh, it's just, it's incredible. And I showed how to actually, I also showed a little device that attaches to a regular tripod. So if you want to carry a very thin, you know, lightweight travel tripod, how to do that. But uh, we talked about everything from shooting food because, you know, that's a lot of the reason why we love to travel is you know the food and we were in italy and you know you know what they call the italian food in in italy tell me food 
<laughs> anyway, they don't call it Italian food. <laughs> just very sad. Anyway, but um, there's a really neat. Uh, I'll just give you a little tip here. Um, in, in the uh, in the class, I showed how to shoot food and and. The iPhone can shoot, as you well know, amazingly close. Like you can get macro shots right on your phone, really inches away from your, you can make your food look gigantic. But but also there's a really neat feature built into the phone when you want to shoot overhead. And that's a very popular shot, right? You see it on Instagram all day long, the, the perfectly flat overhead shot. How do they get it perfectly flat where it doesn't look skewed or weird? The iPhone has a feature made for that. When you hold your phone up over your food and it's aiming straight down at your food, you will see a little plus sign, like a crosshair. You'll actually see two of them. One's white and one's yellow. And when you have got your iPhone perfectly flat directly over the food, the little plus signs line up and it goes bing and you can see exactly when to shoot. And it makes a tremendous difference. I mean, it really is great. And it's designed for that. It is designed for you to take overhead shots and make them perfectly level and flat. And your food photos look so good. And I, I couldn't believe how the food photos came out. Like I'm thinking, how would I do this with a DSLR or a mirrorless? Number one, you'd look kind of silly where it's really easy to do with your phone. You just stick your hand out and boom, it's done. So there are certain things that the, the iPhone is just so much better for. And we cover all that stuff. And we're literally shooting inside cathedrals. We're out on the streets. We're walking around. We're shooting landscapes. I mean, we went to numerous different cities, numerous different locations, and I just shared all of my favorite tips for getting, you know, great shots of all kinds of stuff when you travel. Because you know, you want to come home with fabulous images. You want to come home with images that make your neighbors jealous. Well, how long were you in Italy? I was in Italy nine days. So oh. my workshop was four and a half days. And then the other days, I was location scouting for my workshop and to and recording these classes with my team. I brought some of my staff over from uh, the, the States, gave them a chance to get to a trip to Italy. <laughs> so that that was great for everybody. Well, I think many people listening are, are saying to themselves, how can I be Scott Kelby sitting at his desk one day? Somebody comes up to him and says, you know, I think you should go to Tuscany. And you could maybe do a workshop there, and then you could record some classes for us. What do you think, Scott? You think that's a good idea? I think it's a wonderful idea. Yeah. I, I like this. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, except that did they come to you or did you go to them? Uh, so uh, basically, I, this is something that I do uh, like as my hobby, uh, which is leading these travel photography workshops. So it's my own gig. I get to choose where I want to go. And then uh, I, I have up to 12 people come with me. And I have a co-instructor, uh, Mimo Madani, who is a brilliant brilliant photographer an expert at black and white and he's so good and he's just one of the nicest kindest most patient most fun people people love him he's just an awesome person and the two of us do it together so uh and we teach in the classroom we go out we shoot every day we drive around in a little 17th passenger van and go to different locations and we have dinners and lunches and wine. We fill the bus with wine, Jeff, as we drive down the road singing Italian songs. <laughs> we have the best time. It is honestly, it's so much fun. And so that's, it's something I do maybe twice to three times a year. So it's, it's away from my regular job, but since I was already going to be there and I'm like, man, we could do a class and, yeah. you know, um, the the director of our video department comes over and says, do you want to take somebody to record some classes? I'm like, this is an opportunity for my company to pay for employees to go 
and yeah. have a you know a trip and 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 uh, Jason my 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 cameraman and director he was going to come home and I'm like dude you got a free trip free trip to Italy you need to go to Venice and Rome and he did he took a train to Venice and a train to Rome and he shoots with his phone too he's good he's yeah, no, very, very I, good. I, I've been uh, amazed at his photos as well which are all on Facebook uh yeah. J- Jason's last name is Jason Stevens Yes, check them out. S-T-E-V-E-N-S, yeah. One one thing you did, okay, you helicoptered into Italy, but you had some help. You knew exactly where to go. This yes. is uh, something that people have to understand. It's hard to helicopter into somewhere and know exactly where to go, what time to be there. And, you know, your shots are hit and miss. You'll either do it or you won't do it. I've done it and I haven't done it. But you re- did your research. Tell everybody about how you, how you planned this. Okay, well, first, I got to tell you I cheated. I have to give credit. So a buddy of mine, we mentioned him early, Serge Ramelli, uh, does workshops in Tuscany. And he's a buddy of mine. He lives in my, in my hometown. He lives where I live. And I called him and I'm like, hey, Serge, I'm going to Tuscany. Where should I go? And he said, go to this hotel. Go to this town. That is that San Quirico. Now, once I had that as my home base, then you can go to a, a number of different places. Uh, you can go to Instagram. You can go to my my favorite source is 500px.com. So it's like it looks like 500 pixels px. So 500px.com. It is a, a website where you can search for free, and it's got fantastic photos from photographers all over the world. You would just type in San Quirco or type in Tuscany, and you'll see all kinds of shots. And very often. They not only share their location, but they'll give you the GPS coordinates. Um, it still requires you to go early and scout things out, which we did. I went two days early and scouted all over the place. I got a rental car. I drove everywhere. I checked things out because every location I was going to take my students to, I wanted to go there first, make sure stuff wasn't in, under construction, roads aren't blocked, that we know exactly where to go to get the best shot. And, you know, Jeff, a lot of times you go there and you see a bunch of photographers all standing in one area. and You can almost bet that's not the right spot. <laughs> and you're like, nope, they saw that on Google Earth, but that's not it. You got to go and find. The, and, and so we spent a lot of time trying to find out where's the right angle, where's the sun coming up, all that stuff. The research that you do before is so important, so important. And I I go into that in, in the class I'm teaching at the travel conference. I do a whole thing on research. And so those are two of my big resources uh, is 500px is number one. The other one, ready? Pinterest. Really? You, you know what's cool about Pinterest? So 500px is an individual photographer saying, here's my shots from Tuscany. Pinterest is different because it's people saying, look at all these photos I found from all these different photographers from Tuscany. It's like they're curating great photos for you. So you go look at somebody's Tuscany board and they'll have 30 or 40 of the best pictures you've ever seen because they searched all over the internet and chose their best ones. And so Pinterest can be really great. The only bad thing about Pinterest is it has been literally overrun by ads. Oh my gosh, every other ad is for Walmart and for Exxon and for like you click on these ads that you think it's going to be the five best locations and then you click on it and it's for luggage. It's a luggage ad wrapped in five locations. There's a lot of advertising on Pinterest. It's it's kind of overwhelmed, but it used to be such a great resource. Now it's a good resource. Um, it's still worth doing, but it's not, and that's not what it used to be. It's literally been, oh, you think Facebook has ads? Pinterest will, Pinterest will challenge you and beat you down with those ads. Well, let's close talking about resources. Uh, Adobe Express. 
you you have knocked out a lot of people this week with your um I don't know what to call it. It's 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 not a photo gallery. It's a uh it, it it's like a photo book that you put online. This is these are the pictures I took uh, and here's how I took them in Tuscany. Every one of them is a jaw dropper. Uh but you use this Adobe Express which is really used for people to create YouTube thumbnails and social posts and things like that. So talk about how you chose that program when you're the master of Illustrator and all the all the different Adobe programs. Why Express and how did you use it? Because it's the best and you're already paying for it. So it is included in any of your Adobe subscriptions. So if you've got the Adobe Photographer's Plan or if you've got the Adobe Creative Cloud or whatever, or the Creative Suite, uh, no, it's Creative, I'm sorry, Creative Cloud. Whatever you have that you're paying money to Adobe, you have access to Adobe Express. And uh, it is widely used by people to make social media posts, but they have a feature and it's called web page, which is, it's really a photo storytelling page. It's completely hosted by Adobe. And uh, and I teach it at all my workshops because it's a, it's, you can learn the whole thing in 30 minutes. And it is, I think, absolutely the best way to tell the story of your trip in photos, in captions, and in words. There's no coding. It's literally pick a photo. It imports it. How big do you want it? Full screen? Half a screen? Small? Do you want to group a bunch of photos together? And then you can just type headlines and type text. And it's so easy. It's so intuitive. And it automatically resizes everything for you, for your desktop for your tablet and to view on a phone. And it, on a desktop, it's the most stunning way. I always tell people, look at the de- desktop version because I'm telling you, it, it makes all of your photos look phenomenal. It is, It does all the math for you. You don't have to resize them. I upload the full you know, resolution images and it automatically resizes it. Adobe did a phenomenal job on it. And you just go to uh, adobe.com slash express sign in with your uh, Adobe username and ID. And then there's a big plus sign in the left corner. Click the plus sign and it says, what do you want to do? And you want to choose the one called web page. And it brings up this empty page and says, pick your picture. It kind of leads you like, what's next? Do you want to put text? Or do you, I mean, Jeff, you have to know nothing about web, but it, you build a website. It's beautiful. And you're already paying for it. So uh, easy. Uh, it's also, there's a free version. There yes, is there a is. Free you version. do not. And yeah. I, ha- I have an Adobe Express tip. Okay. So Ooh. the coolest thing about iOS 16, and I don't know if you've tried it out yet, is that you can put your finger on a picture and remove the background. Have you tried that? Yes. I haven't okay. tried it, but I know that I saw the, the you know the keynote and they showed okay. that. Okay, so yeah. that's really cool. People are loving it. It's amazing for food. It's great for people pictures. You've been doing it in Photoshop for years. It's very yep. easy to do in Photoshop, but not everybody subscribes to Photoshop. Uh, Adobe Express, click a button. It says background removal, and that's in the free version. Nice, nice. Yeah. So that's my, that's my tip. That's a good tip. I didn't even know that. <laughs> so, so thank you, Jeff. Not a problem. Uh, I, I wrote about it in my newsletter this week, and I'm always looking for uh, something. When you say you can do this in iOS, well, how can you do it in Android? And so that was that was my Android tip. If you don't have Adobe uh, Express, Adobe Express. So the Travel Photography Conference Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah, October is it 25th and 26th? I think. 
I think it's, yeah, it's next week, next, whatever, whatever those days are, Jeff. Yeah. Whatever, the, whatever they I are. I didn't know there'd be a quiz. I, I wasn't prepared. Yeah. Kelby1live.com. Check it. out Scott's iPhone photo at scottkelby.com. Check out his Adobe Express uh, photo gallery slash photo journal at his scottkelby.com website. Look for him on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, you name it, at Scott Kelby, correct? Uh, except for Facebook. I, I messed up my Facebook. It's S. Kelby. <laughs> Okay. I, I, it's a long story, Jeff. All right. I'm Jefferson.gram on, on Facebook. They made the decision to put a dot in my name. I'm at Jefferson Graham on Twitter. Uh, be sure to check out my photo walk series on YouTube, youtube.com slash photo walks TV. Uh, check out both of us at the conference next week. Thank you, Miley Photos, for sponsoring today's episode. And we'll see you next week. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs>